want to go into the word of God and I want you to go to, with, with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter. Heard as loud as day. Terrence, I heard as loud as day. God say two words. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop. I heard him say it so clearly. Don't stop. And he left that, those two words in me and said, now delve into that. Go deep, go deep into this. Tell the people, don't stop. Well, Pastor, I would never give up on Jesus. He's not talking about giving up on him. He's talking about you not moving forward in the things that he's given to you and the things he's given you to do. He's talking about you not getting so frustrated that you throw a towel in and walk away. Because sometimes God allows these things to happen to try your faith. Amen to try your faith. And whereas you get frustrated, where we as humans get frustrated, sh shake ourselves and walk away from a situation, we fail. Because the success was in the continuance even through the problem. Hallelujah. The problem doesn't mean that there is a, 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 a failure anywhere. It just means that you're being tried. The failure is when you stop. I don't hear anybody. We honor the great woman, Pastor Cordelia Wallace, being with us today. PFC, you know better than that. We honor our baptismal candidates that are there. There's a whole lot of baptismal candidates today. Amen. Ten of them. We're baptizing ten today to the glory of God. Amen. Our understanding that everything in life has to deal with challenges. There is no success without a challenge. Hallelujah. Our perceptions have been marred and we've been kind of led to believe the wrong thing based on sound bites and based on what we've seen on television. What our culture has displayed to us, how we have seen things in our culture. We see success as something that is either inherited or something that happens fast if you got it right. But that's not the way success is. Hallelujah. That's not the way success... Success is a series of trials and triumphs. Trials and triumphs. We want the triumph without the trial. Hallelujah. We want the success without the struggle. And it does not happen. And thus, when we see that the struggle comes and it comes intensely, because the more success God has planned for you, the more intensive the struggle will be. And you got fooled. You thought because the struggle was so intense that you should stop and that it wasn't going to work. You, you deceived yourself out of your success. 
because when the struggle became so Herculean that you didn't think you were going to make it, that's the time to recalibrate and understand that this wouldn't be happening if there, was, if there wasn't something on the other side of this. So let me put on my big boy clothes, my big girl clothes, and if I'm going to get into this thing called struggle, I'm only going to struggle to succeed. Oh, I'm trying to get to you. I'm only going to get into the fight to win. I'm not just going to fight just because there's a brawl. No, no, I'm not included in every brawl. But when it comes to my future, if I'm going to fight, I'm fighting to win. I'm fighting to win. And I'm not going to fight no small fight. I'm fighting with everything I've got inside me. With all of my strength, I'm fighting. And I'm not going to just accept a blow and walk away. If you hit me, life, I'm going to hit you back. I'll say it again. Life, if you hit me, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to slug you back. And I'm going to show you that with God on my side, I win the war of life. I'm, I'm gonna get through. If I get to two people, I'm good. If I can get two people to wake up and realize your se severe struggle was because of your great success. And life happens. Life happens. Somehow or another, the enemy uses life to discourage you. <laughs> because when you don't realize how life works and you have a false perception of what life is, you get disappointed when life doesn't go right or right according to your standards. Hallelujah. But when you mature in God, when you mature as a person and as a Christian, you realize that life is just a matter of seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, and something's going to happen in that time, good and bad. And when you get to that kind of sobriety, you enter into every day with a different mindset. You wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and say, okay, God, what do you have designed for today? Is it a day of struggle or a day of success? Is it a day of trouble or is it a day of triumph? What do you have in this day? Is it a day to fight sickness or is it a day to have restored health? What do you say about today? I just need to hear some instructions from you to know how to go about how to handle what I got to do and who I've called to be in this day. I'm trying to tell you every day is going to be different, but the thing that will never change in your day is Jesus. Jesus will never change because he was in your day before you got to your day. He was in your tomorrow and your yesterday. And he has everything under control. Under control. Under Hit somebody say under control. Under control. Under control. He's got everything under control. He's just waiting on you to wake up in the morning because he says here's a brand new mercy. Let's get going. He's just waiting for you to open up your eyes because he said I've got a grace that's prepared for you. Let's get going. Somebody say don't stop. Don't stop. Hallelujah. You've got an assignment, and that assignment is not without cost. I'm trying to get through to you. Your assignment is not without cost, millionaire. I want only, one, only two people responding. 
I'm, I'm very serious. Your, 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 your progress and prosperity is not without struggle, millionaire. I'm not talking to people who are fantasizing. I'm talking about those who are planning. Because <laughs> when people hear millionaire, oh, yeah, that's me. I don't know. What are you doing? What, what's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? I'm talking to those who are really working hard and sweating long and sitting down and calculating and rising up from every fall and sitting down and re-strategizing. Whoa, you're doing it right, millionaire. You're on your way to your success, millionaire. You're going to break through the ceiling, millionaire, because you have something called tenacity. You will not just sit back and let life happen to you. You will make sure that you are prepared for everything life has in store and your faith will not fail you. Who am I talking to in this house? See, look at him. It's all about, he's just talking about money. It's all about being a millionaire. And that's why I don't like church. It's all about money. I'm not just talking about the million dollars. I'm talking about your mindset to get it. Anybody can get a million dollars. There are many people that got a million dollars and squandered it because their mindset wasn't right. You got to have the right mind. And that mind comes before the millions. Because if you get the millions before the mind, you're going to be broke as the Ten Commandments. Anybody here? You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And you cannot stop. Oh, give me 20 more minutes. In the book of Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, 10th verse, he says, whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it. Don't stop. Do it with your might. For there, hallelujah, is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where you're about to go. You can't make it work once you're dead. You can't accomplish your goal once you're dead. There's nobody in the grave planning out their next move. While this thing called life is still life, you gotta do it in this time span. I don't hear anybody. While you still have the ability to think, you got to do it in this lifespan. While you still have the ability to breathe, you got to do it in this lifespan. Verse 11 says, Solomon said, I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift meaning just cause you fast don't mean you win the race you gotta be fast to win but being fast doesn't mean that you will win you gotta be fast with a strategy a runner sits down and he evaluates she evaluates her ability his ability they, 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 they time themselves and try to better their time. They, they sit back and they do weights. They do weight training to increase their muscle capacity.
capacity. I don't hear anybody here. They work out to increase their breathing. Hallelujah. They run consistently, not just on the big day. They judge themselves and recalibrate based on their failed attempt. Hallelujah. They, 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 they see where they, where they messed up and they watch their opponent's gate. And they learn how to pace themselves. Not to exert all their, stre- all their strength and all their, all their swiftness at the beginning of the race. But to keep up until you get to a certain place. And then you throw it into fifth gear. There's got to be a strategy in the race. Y'all are not hearing me. There has to be a strategy. Because the race is not just given to you because you're fast. Hallelujah nor the battle given to you because you're strong. Just about every soldier on both sides is strong. But you've got to have a strategy. You can have the nuclear warfare, you can have all the armament, you can have everything that's pertinent to win, but without a strategy. (laughs) You've got wasted time and wasted power the battle is not given to you just because you got some sinew strength hallelujah you need strength in order to win but just because you have strength doesn't mean that you will you need a strategy am I making sense to you all we'll speak in tongues in a few minutes but I just want to make sure that you get this thing Amen. I want you to get this thing because I'm tired of sitting up here and looking in the face of potential successes that haven't gotten the mentality yet. It it tires me looking at those in this room that are so creative but not disciplined enough or strategic enough to make that thing work. If you're going to suffer, my God, suffer with a strategy. If, if, if your first attempt is going to fail and your first business is going to fail, then, then, then go into it with a strategy. Knowing that that didn't work, but now let me, let me recalibrate this thing. Let me reorganize this thing. Because at all costs, whether it worked or not, then it will work. If I don't stop. Man, y'all so bored over here, it ain't funny. You're like, well, when are we going to get to the good part? This is the good part. This is the see that's I, I, I gotta deprogram some folk. They want the hell come on, man, 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 man. Well, that's good for the Holy Ghost because God, God will surely do that. But the bottom line is, you need something in your language that you can understand. Amen. You need something that you can understand. The battle is not given to the strong. Back to the scripture. Hallelujah. Neither is bread given to somebody just because they're wise. There are a lot of wise people living under bridges. There are people with their PhD that are living in shelters. Wisdom doesn't mean that you're going to get bread. Wisdom doesn't mean that you're going to eat. Wisdom just means that you've gone through the experience and gained the information. But if you don't have prudence with that wisdom, 
It's a waste of wisdom. What does that mean, Pastor? That means prudence is the practical application of wisdom. And if you have wisdom but don't apply it, oh man, look at y'all looking at me. Just because you're wise don't mean you're going to eat. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Nor yet riches are given to men of understanding. You don't get rich just because you understand finances. There's a lot of people handling finances that ain't rich. They make it work for rich people, but they don't make it work for themselves. Just because you have an understanding don't mean that you're applying it to you. I've had, I've had people work with my money. That didn't mean that they had as much as I had. Amen. You, you have to understand that we, our perception is off. We perceive that just because we have wisdom or just because we have strength or just because we're fast or just because we have understanding that all these things don't just happen. It doesn't happen without work. I know y'all didn't like that four-letter word. That's a four-letter word. It doesn't happen without work. The Bible says if a man don't, he don't eat nothing. He said if you don't work, don't chew nothing. Don't chew nothing. Amen. Don't eat my food while you sitting up not working. I don't hear anybody here. Don't use up my utilities while you sitting up not working. I don't hear nobody here. Don't lay on my couch while you sitting up somewhere not working. It's time for you to get up there and get your own stuff. God bless the child that's got his own. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I love everybody, but there comes a time where you got to have people stand up on their own two feet. Otherwise, they'll be on you for the rest of your life. You'll be breastfeeding them for the rest of your life. You've got to learn how to cut off the source. Because if I want you to walk, I got to stop enabling you. I see that y'all don't like that in there. That's okay. Ain't going to stop me. I got to finish this thing. You got you to gotta stop people's 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 poverty you you gotta let them know if you're gonna be poor you can't be poor on my dime you can't be poor siphoning from me get out there and work well I can't find a job strange I just passed McDonald's this morning and they had two words now hire it but you can't find a job. Well, you know, you know, times are hard. I'm in between jobs. That is a that is an art form for you to be that 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 creative that you can be between jobs. A job on the left of you, a job on the right of you, but somehow you miss both of those and squeeze in between. That 
need to write a book about that. And you deserve poverty. And you deserve poverty. Well, you're putting a curse on people. No, I'm not. I'm saying if you are that absolutely fanciful and into fantasy, then you get what you believe. If you believe that you can rub this Bible three times and then all of a sudden everything come to you, then you deserve what you get. finish up that scripture favor to men of skill not just not just favor to men of skill but time and chance happens to every one of them what that simply means is <laughs> she read it she read it that, that, that's pushing the preacher. That pushes the preacher. But that's... What that simply means is that life happens to everybody. Hallelujah. Life happens to everybody. And life has a, has a potential of pushing you or interfering to the greatest of people, to the most successful people. Time and chance happens to everybody. You win some and you lose some. But the key to the whole thing is keep going. Don't stop. I can't get through to somebody. There are a lot of us in this room that have let our guard down and we have let things languish and fall to the ground. But then there are some of us in this room that have experienced failure and breakdown and it caused you to hurt but it didn't cause you to change. That no matter how many things didn't go right, you still kept your faith and you believed in what God gave you even while people laughed at you. And you are proving to them that it's not by might and it's not by power but it's by God's spirit and you have not let go you have not given up you have not thrown in the tower but you are still staying the course hit somebody say don't stop don't stop don't stop your future depends on it don't stop your future is waiting on you don't stop your success is on your on your destiny don't stop you're going to see what God gave you flourish don't stop and if I'm not talking to you just ignore what I'm saying but to those of you that understand that your past was a learning period and that you learned from your yesterday and you're on your way to your tomorrow somebody holler don't stop encourage the person next to you I don't know what you've been through I don't know what's happened to you all I can tell you keep moving keep pushing don't stop high five three people tell them don't stop don't stop don't stop
I'm trying to ignite somebody. I'm trying to ignite somebody's fuse. Don't stop. The enemy wants you to lose hope. The enemy wants you to get despondent because you are at the brink. You just can't see past the problem right now. But the problem is trying to block your vision of what's behind it. But you got to learn how to push past your problem. Push past your struggle and continue to move forward. You're not taking any steps backwards. You're going to move forward because God's made a promise. That promise is on the other side of the problem. Move forward. Hit another person say, don't stop. Sit down. Sit, sit down. Don't. Don't. Stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't stop. But I can't go forward. There's a Red Sea in front of me. There's an army behind me. I'm going to die in this wilderness. Oh, no, you won't know you won't. What you got to do is stand still. If you can't move forward, stand still. But by all means, don't go backwards. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that he will show to you this day for the Egyptian, for the problem, for the diagnosis, for the struggle that you see before you today. You will see them again no more forever. For the Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Don't complain. Hold your peace. Don't let your wound. Hold your peace. you don't stop your forward motion he'll cause the sea to part and the ground to dry so you can walk across but by all means Martin Luther King said he said if you can't fly don't worry about it, don't stop. If you can't fly, don't stop. Walk. If you can't walk, don't stop. I don't hear anybody. They say, if you can't fly, don't stop. Run. And if you can't run, don't stop. Walk. And if you can't walk, don't stop. 
on your chest and say, keep moving. Speak to yourself and say, keep moving. myself into a sweat I preach this message by the sweat of my brow because I've lived this message and when I heard the words don't stop come to me it was inspired tell the people the promise is on the other side of the problem don't let the problem stop you Don't stop working on your marriage. Don't stop working on your marriage. Hear me. Don't stop working on that relationship with your husband and your wife. Don't stop. There's a a promise on the other side of that problem. Don't let the enemy magnify the problem with your mate. When you look at them, don't allow disgust and disdain. When you feel it, rebuke it. It's an agent of the devil. It's not a byproduct of their situation. It's an agent of the devil. 
in its tracks. And don't you stop loving your wife. Don't you stop loving your husband. That's easy for you to say. No, it's not. It's not easy for me to say at all. I have to say it. I'm obligated, I'm mandated to say it because the Holy Spirit just spoke it. Because it's in this room and on this live stream. The enemy will exaggerate things in your marriage. And they've even given it a, a title in the courts of law, irreconcilable differences. But I don't care what title you put on it. Two words spoken. Don't stop. Don't stop loving them. See the idiosyncratic things. See the, see the idiosyncratic ways that, that don't make you happy. But look past what doesn't make you happy to the one who makes you happy. Just because you got some jacked up ways, so do I. But I'm not going to stop loving you. You get on my nerves. But thank God you get on my nerves. You make it sound so simplistic. It's not simplistic. To me, it's ideology. To me, it's idealism. But to you that live this thing out in reality, when you are presented with the problem, the devil makes you think you have a choice and whispers the words, I don't have to take this. That's to get you to stop. I don't know why I went off on this, but that's because your marriage is a destruction to the powers of hell. No, 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 no. Your marriage, Satan hates the very fact that whenever he sees you with your mate, he sees Christ. He sees Christ. Whenever he sees you all work out your differences, he sees Christ. He sees Christ with his church. Whenever he sees you forgive, he sees Christ. When he sees you interact with your children, he sees Christ. When he sees you make your children, he sees Christ. And his hatred grows. And his desire is to cause you to lose what represents Christ and the church. Well, you ain't never been married. What are you talking about? <sighs> I'm talking through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. But how can you talk about something that you ain't never had? The same way I can talk about a heaven that I've never been to. 
Oh, I don't hear y'all. I'm qualified. Yes, I am. Standing here with this microphone with the inspiration of God to save you from the destruction. Just don't stop. Just don't stop. The enemy is afraid of your progress. When I tell you, he, you see him as a wicked, evil, maniacal entity. But if you really looked at him, you would see him as weak and frightened and deceived and fallen. The prophet said that in the end we will look upon him and say, is this the one who shook nations? <laughs> is this the one? The reason why Satan tries to feign ferocity is because he doesn't want you to see him in his true estate. Afraid that you're going to use a name. Afraid that you're going to stand up against him. Afraid that you won't back up. He, need, he needs you to back up. He needs you to back up. But when you refuse to back up, he becomes so terrified that he flees. And let me explain that word flee. It doesn't mean just to run away. It means to run in terror. Listen to me. Elder, I will stop here, but I want you to see these two words. Don't stop. No matter how heavy the load, don't stop. No matter how uphill the journey, don't stop. No matter how it weighs upon you, don't stop. Because there is success on the other side of the struggle. There is promise, prosperity on the other side of the problem. Yes, I will end with what I said at the beginning. Beloved, there are millionaires why do you keep saying millionaires? Because your relationship with God is supposed to open you up to the provisions of this world. Uh, if you continue to read the ninth chapter of Ecclesiastes, it tells you that there was a poor wise man there was a poor wise man in the city and through his wisdom he won the city back from a wicked king but then it tells you that but the poor man was never remembered the wisdom won victory but the poor man was never remembered hallelujah 
No, no, no. I don't say that you have to have millions of dollars to be successful. But it's all according to the frame of your mind. Somebody's going to get it. Why not the believer? I, I understand those of you that, that, that didn't affirm it. We've been conditioned for poverty. We've been conditioned. We're, we're happy in poverty. We're happy in the little bit that we have. I'm satisfied with just a cottage below, a little silver and a little gold. I'm satisfied living beneath the promises. You can go to heaven, bro. You can go to heaven sick. You can go to heaven struggling. You can. But you can also go to heaven with provision. You can also go to heaven with prosperity. You can also go to heaven with peace of mind. Just don't stop. The race is not given to the swift. It's not given to the strong. It's not given to those who are just wise or have understanding. But you've got to continue on. <laughs>